with Tim Lundy. Cape Talk, hiking with Tim Lundy. At high tech, they're driven by the belief that the outdoors is for everyone, no matter who you are or where you are from. You deserve to experience what the outdoors have to offer. In a world where we spend 90% of our lives indoors, they're here to give people the freedom to explore a little further and enjoy the moments that unfold. Each season, high tech evolves their design and technologies, all with a single purpose in mind, to get the world outside. With me in the studio is Tim Lundy, and we're going to talk about things hiking. Tim, hi, I haven't spoken to you for ages. It has been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. And the weather has been fantastic, lots of wane, but it means that the water is pumping on the mountain. Yeah, it means um, that things are slippery and the rivers are flowing. I was um, on the mountain on Friday with a group, and it's just so nice to hear the rivers flowing. Mm. Are there areas where the rivers actually have denuded the parts? Because sometimes when it gets rough, I've been on the mountain, and you know, it gets a bit hairy. It can do, yeah. There are sections. Are there sections that you know of? N- I haven't heard of any reports okay. um, of any places, but I'm sure there are places yeah. where yeah. that water is coming rushing down the mountain and um, does cause a bit of damage. But often what happens is when, when that does happen, the word gets out quite quickly and um, sandbox will go in and, and sort out, especially if it's damaged a path to the point where you can't cross through it. Yeah, yeah. But but you mentioned slippery, so you don't need to have the big water. The great news is, of course, that water is coming down, and there's nothing nicer than walking on the mountain with, as you said, it's that sound. Yeah. And, of course, when you... And the joy of it is you don't even have to walk on the mountain. You just look up at the mountain. You see all these brilliant waterfalls, sometimes yeah. where there have never been waterfalls before. Yeah, I know. You've got to, you know, it's a, to, to use a funny phrase, it's a slippery slope. Because yeah. On, yeah. on one side, is really nice to see the water. Mm-hmm. On the other side, everything is slippery and dangerous. Um, two weeks ago, walking with somebody, we were walking on the um, contour path above Newlands. Yes. And... If you walk in the middle of the path, it's fine. Just on or on the on the boardwalk, just on the sides, it is super super slippery because yes. all the algae yes. sort of starts growing on the wood. And um, she unfortunately wasn't watching. Yeah. Something distracted her. She put her foot, and she just went fly, flying out. And as you say, I mean that kind of injury. It happens so quickly, and. And wet rocks, jumping from rock to rock. Um, yes, um, definitely not advisable when it, when it's wet. Yeah, always be sure-footed. Yeah. And, um especially or, or treat everything down. as wet and yeah, and just to be careful. And also, just uh, you know, when we were coming to Castile's Port on Friday, it's just for the group. It's it's a good thing to the person in front just goes wet rocks. Yeah, but Castile's the next person, book is very shady even in summer. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. that moss and with that moisture, yeah. it must be very, very wet. No, absolutely. And uh, there, there are sections where you've just got to be very, very yeah. sure And there's also it. quite big drops. So it's not a, yes. it's not like plastic clip, which is small little step sizes. It's a bigger drop. So it's well, easy to slip. Funny you should say that because plastic clip is still claiming a lot of, a lot oh, of people okay. f- and, and uh, injuries of twisted ankles and stuff. And that's purely from... Just um, putting your foot down on a rock and it, it just okay. the wrong place, wrong time, and 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 slipping and twisting ankles, breaking ankles. We had a leg injury up there not too recently. Okay. Um, so it's so. Have you seen more injuries due to the wet weather recently? Look, at this time of the year, it normally does pick up anyway. Okay. Um, but what we are seeing is that people are 
out a lot later. I think at this time of the year now as well, um, with the cable car being closed, it is a lot busier. And I think I put a call out uh, either a week or two ago about the the litter on Platterclip and at the top table because the cable car is closed. People oh. were just throwing stuff down. Oh, no. I'm glad to say that the cable car company had sent people up and went and sorted out. They've bagged it. It's now waiting. The other great news is, which I got this morning, is that the cable car company have announced that they were opening a week early. Because Give us the date. It is this Monday coming. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the 12th. So they're opening pretty much a week early, which is, is good brilliant. news. Very, very good news because um, it can't come any sooner, especially with people who walk up. I Again, on Friday when I went hiking, came across two different um, groups, and I said to them, look, uh, where are you guys going? And they're like, no, we're going to the top. And I said, you know the cable car's closed. Oh, no, we didn't know that. <laughs> so they were expecting to come down on the cable And that car. was at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So it's all very well yeah. expecting to go up the mountain, but you're going to come yeah. down. And for me, and that's the hardest part is coming down. Absolutely. Because that's when you slip and you fall. Yeah, and, and going, because you're tired as well. Yeah, so going up is huffing and puffing. Going down, it takes a hit on your knees. Yeah. And as you say, well, my mus- muscles are often very wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when, yeah, um, you, you, you really, you know, can cop quite a, a, as you say, it is a second. And yeah, yeah. it strikes me the way you described it, the middle of the path is fine. Um, and often when you walk on the mountain, you find a way that has a good gradient to yeah. walk on if it's fairly level. Um, Absolutely. So, and also when you jump on a rock, if there's water, that rock might be wobbly, whereas before it it, it isn't so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, like with the the contour path, everyone kind of walks in the middle anyway. So that's where it's going to be worn. So the algae doesn't have a chance to actually grow back. Yes. Um, Whereas the edges, no one walks right on the edges of those planks. Um, well, some people do, and then they find out <laughs> what happens to them. Yeah, yeah. They, they end up um, slipping, and I mean, she slipped, she banged her knee quite badly. Yeah, but she was fine. But and uh, the thing it, about it happens quickly. The thing about our winter is that yes, we have stormy days like today, but then we suddenly have a beautiful day, and for tourists who come here, it's perfect. Because yeah. Then they go up the mountain, but. Of course, on the mountain, just because it's a beautiful sunny day, as you say, it can be quite treacherous. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and that's not, you don't need to be a tourist to know that Capetonians need to remember that it might be glorious and sunny, but there's a, there's a lot of moisture in, in the, the, the obviously the sides of the paths yeah. and, and the rocks might be wobbly. Yeah. Look, I mean, when we, we did this walk last week, we had all four seasons. Um, we had lunch. Yes, yes, One minute yes. you could see Lion's Head, the next yes. minute you couldn't see past the rock. Yes. It, it comes in really quietly and it just yes. blocks out everything that you're seeing and your yeah. sense of direction goes completely out the window. Yeah. Um, and you start off the walk and everything's fine and then suddenly. Absolutely. Uh, and things get slippery. Now you mentioned you saw a group going up two o'clock. They were hoping to come down on the cable car. It's, I'm glad that in our conversation you haven't had rescues of people who ended up being there and got stuck. Yeah, no, there was there was okay. one one group okay. that was stuck um, okay. this week as well. Um, okay. They went and got them, but I mean they got down late. They, I think I think the rescue guys got them down at about three o'clock in the morning. <whistles> now you're gonna know if it's nine degrees down when here. When you said late, I thought, <laughs> oh, it gets dark, you know. Um, so what do you mean by late? That, so, so, yeah. so they're not going to do that again. <laughs> No, they wow, definitely won't. Cautionary tale. So they they How put the they call out the, quite late. So the rescue people then come with their headlamps and yeah. and. So they've got to send a team in to go and 
And I mean, it's really difficult. I'd actually hate to be in that situation because yeah. if you're up there and now you call for help, what they do tell you is do not move because we will then be looking for a needle in a haystack. That mountain is enormous. Yes. yes. And if it's pitch dark and it's rainy and it's yes. wet and it's cold, that's an even bigger place. Do you geolocate with the cell phone? Or do they say I'm near the bush and the rock on the path? Uh, yeah, we do do a lot of, a lot of calls that we will use the, the GPS or yeah. the, the WhatsApp. I've got that locator. Okay. And, um, or we will get them to send coordinates. But you must ask their permission, I'm assuming. You can't. Um, no. Well, they're we, wanting you to rescue them. The, the caller, the, <laughs> the caller will put them through, um, the, the steps of how to actually send us the, that location. And once oh, okay. we've got that location, we can, we can put it into our phones. Yes. And we get right. That's exactly where they are. And, yes. and off we go and we can get to them. So you get to them late because they've called you late. It's and not only is it bad weather. Well, McClear's, McClear's Beacon cable cross closed. Yeah, they were with that McClear's beacon. Yeah, yo. So cable, cable so cross closed. So how did you get you them down from McClear's? Did slowly. you? Slowly. <laughs> did you? How did you take them across the mountain or down Castiles? I wasn't part of that particular one, but okay. they, I'm, I'm not sure which routes they use. But I would normally think what we do is easier to go back a, across the mountain, and which would be the easier at night. I suppose you know that the guys in the rescue teams know nighttime yeah. it's better to take maybe a longer route, but a safer route. Yeah. So Plaza Clip is a very dangerous route. On the best of days, and now you make it wet water. and you make it dark, it, uh, and and you add in fatigue for the rescuers as well as the yes. people that are being rescued. Um, but you and know, sometimes hypothermia can be a, a case as well, yeah. so that you've got to now keep those people nourished and, and warm. Yes, and yes. although going down plastic club, you're going to be very warm. <laughs> what always I find heartwarming is you guys do this a lot, and so you know your stuff. Yeah, and. It's not new to you. The conditions are not new to you. And so you make the call about, okay, you obviously assess the state they're in and the state of the weather and, and you know because you're up there so often mm. the best route. And so that's also heartening. What, what, did, what can you tell people? You say don't move, but if they're stuck there and it takes you guys a while to get up there. Three, four hours. Three, four hours you can get cold. Oh, very, very, cold. very, very yeah, yeah. cold. That's Do the reality. You, give them, you know, when you watch these these sort of survivor things, do you kind of give advice about burrowing under a rock or even digging into the mud and warming from the, or do just stay where you are? Stay where you are and try and keep as warm as possible. Keep out of the wind as much as possible. You know, often we have cases where there are problems with a sprained ankle, yes. or, and and. I've, what I've learned over time is it's not the sprained ankle we're worried about. Yeah. Yeah, you know, sprained ankle's a sprained ankle. You're not going to go anywhere. It's not, not going to kill you. Mm. What will kill you, though, is the hypothermia. Yeah. So, but the caller, the, the, the people at Rescue Base will keep calling that person and keep getting updates as okay. to what the condition is, how cold are they yes. on a scale of 10, you know, how much worse is it now than it was an hour when I phoned you. Um, the teams are on their way, yeah. so we keep updating so, so that those people don't feel psychologically um, keeping them company. Absolutely. Do, I mean, I was thinking when you arrive, a space blanket's not going to really help you because they're walking. It's quite cumbersome walking with a space blanket around mm. you on a slippery path. Or Look, do you if it's if it's on the flat, I wouldn't take a space blanket okay. down Plaza Club. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're going to generate a lot of heat, body heat, going down Plaza Club anyway. Yeah. Um, but if you're walking on the flat, uh, we've had people where 
their core temperature is just oh, wow. really so you bad. Do need a space so you just you just wrap the splash. Space yeah. bank around mm-hmm. them, and mm-hmm. and generally the pace that you're going is quite slow because they're tired. They're and injured. Sometimes, look, if they're injured, then then space blanket me put you in a stretcher and we'll carry you out. Even if they've got a, a a dodgy ankle, will you put them on a stretcher? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can't. So so it's more cumbersome if they're doing it one footed. Oh. It's easier for you guys to put them on a immobilize yeah. them, and then you know you've got a stretcher to handle. Yeah. Now I've wow, I've um, come across a couple who or a couple of people. That refuse point blank to get into a stretcher. Yes. Um, and then you've, uh, I did one once down Skeleton Gorge, hopping. Yes. <laughs> if you've ever been down Skeleton Gorge, it's, it's a nightmare. And I do that in the dark at night, uh. one footed with two people on either side. Uh. And, it, and it's step after step. So uh. you've got to hop. Uh, uh. <laughs> I think I was getting my roots confused. You mentioned Castile's Point. That's on the end of the pipe track, which you're going to talk about. Is it? I was in thinking the middle of, of the, the ravine track. that goes down just near... Um, Christmas Gardens. Uh, just at McClare's Beacon goes down there. At the Pimpernel, it um, goes down there. That's okay, Newlands. So you, Newlands you, Ravine, isn't that? You're thinking of... Newlands. Uh, yeah, but you can't get from McClare's to... No, but it's not that easy. In fact, that's not, often uh, the most uh, difficult route. Absolutely, to, but yeah. Newlands, Newlands Ravine is between um, Devil's, Devil's Peak, Peak and... Yes, and that's what I was thinking of. And I was conflating Castile's Port, and tonight we're talking about the pipe track. So, come, yeah. so the pi- you go along the pipe track and you go up Castile's Port. Yes, the yes, Castile's yes. Port comes off the yes, pipe track, yes. yes. Okay, so um, tell us about the pipe track. Well, it's a nice one to do in this weather, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is a very nice one to do. Um, yeah. It's a nice one to do at any time of the year. Yeah. Um, it's it's relatively flat. Being a pipe track, it would would be in the beginning if you start at Cloth Neck, it, you've got a couple of up and downs, nothing yeah. too major, and then you just basically follow the track all the way above Camps Bay, and then it goes beyond Camps Bay to Woody Ravine, and past Castiles to Woody, and then it goes around the corner on a very not narrow path, but a, a path with a big drop off on one side. And yes. um, you can have two or three people walking past each other. Um, and then it goes around the corner into the next ravine, which is Slung Willy Ravine, which and it the, then goes into the mountain after that. The gorgeous thing is you're walking under the Twelve Apostles and you've got this yeah. glorious Camps Bay underneath you. Yeah. Um, so it's it's actually a very special walk. I love it when people say it's flat. Because I remember the first time I said, you've got to be joking. Because you know? <laughs> the pipe goes along and sometimes there's quite a drop that you've yes. got to go down and up. Yes. But mostly it's it's not really a path. It's more the size of a road in most places. Um, and yes. it is something you can do for a Sunday afternoon ramble. Or just uh, as you get to Castile's Port, at the bottom of Castile's Port where the river comes through. Yeah. Um, which is flowing really nicely at the moment. Yes. It then turns to a path after that. Yes. And um, I've so always gone up Castile, so I've never gone further than that. Okay. okay. So no, I don't a, know it's that a, path. It's a lovely walk, and okay. it's from time to time you come across the pipe where it's exposed. Okay. So the pipe has to go across the ravine straight, so mm. they built pylons for it to actually sit on. Oh, okay. And then the path goes into where the river is and then comes back out again. Now, how far side. can you go along the pipe track? All the way, to, almost all the way to the end of it. Um, as a child, I end went of what? to to the pipe pipeline um, okay. before it goes into the mountain. In um, Slangwili Ravine now, there is a sign, um, and I wish people would would pay attention to it because it says "danger, no entry," and um, "dangerous way up" is another. Yeah. Uh, it's just 
very, very steep. Mm-hmm. The old um, staircase that w- used to be there that was would access the tunnel has completely collapsed. You cannot get to that unless you've got ropes. So please pay so attention to that. So geographically, for people who don't know the mountain, how far is that if you're looking down on the the, the beach coves? I would say probably three quarters of the way to Twelve Apostles Hotel. Okay. That Slangoli would be okay. sort of around that. So it's past um, Buckhoven. Past Buckhoven, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and then when you go around out of Slangoli, you can follow the path. It okay. sort of goes down, crosses the river. Don't try and go up. It is closed. Um, there have okay. been rescues there before because people get stuck. It is very, very steep, very loose, and very dangerous. I did it once many years ago when it was still open, and I've never done it again because it was just, it's an unpleasant way. It's a very dangerous way okay. um, because the, the rocks are very, very loose. Yeah. But the pipe track itself, you can follow up to that point, and then you can actually, if you continue on the path, which sort of crosses over the stream, and then it goes directly up to the rock face so it's quite a climb up for two three minutes yes. and then you reach a bit of a plateau and you walk around the corner and you've got a nice rock overhang which often i take clients to because then it looks back at um Dev, uh, at lion's head and at camps mm. bay and mm. it's on a good day it's a really nice place to stop mm. and just have a, a bit of a snack you get to see the route on the other side of the ravine that you'd be walking on where the pipe track is and then you realize what you were walking on. Mm. And then mm. it's, you kind of get a bit of a fright because the drop off from there is very, very steep and very, mm. f- very long way down. Do some people go um, one way on the pipe track and then come down? Yeah. So you, there, there are two places that you can start on the pipe track. Um, I've that only are, done it from Clough Neck. So you can do Clough Neck and you can walk. That's the longer walk all the way to the end to mm. Slangwili. Or you can go to Teresa Avenue in Camps Bay. Um, which is a very popular place to start for Castilsport. Okay. And you can actually follow the road up and then it hits the pipe track and then you, you basically, f- you know, follow So that's a quicker that ascent. Much quicker. So people who don't want to do the whole pipe track back could actually, yeah. at Castilsport, come down to Camps Bay area and then get an Uber back to their car. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Yeah, in the old days, if you came down, <laughs> yeah. how am I going to get home? You know? <laughs> yeah, now no. it's whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I've, um, yeah, I, I normally take people, especially if then if I know that they're not hiking fit, mm. I'll then start them from there. And that Teresa Avenue is really nice because Early morning when you go, you've got all the um, pin cushions, protea pin cushions oh, wow. that are um, they're blooming. They blue. They've oh, just started to open up, amazing. and the bird life oh. is just amazing in the morning. So it's just a lot. cushions are blooming over Okapsavech also, mm. and it's just. I think they're going to be really good this year because I mean it's only August, uh. and and they've already started to to uh. open up. Uh. Now tell us about the pipe track and the history and that building you go past on the left. The, oh, the, the, you, are you talking about the Klofnik, um refinery, the uh, water pur- purification plant, the old big building? Mm, mm. Okay, so you know there's the dams on the mountain, mm. and they needed to get that water to the city. So they then built a pipeline, or they built a tunnel through the mountain in 1890s. They, they built this tunnel straight through the mountain, which is a couple of hundred meters long, and then it goes into the pipeline which you you then follow from Slangoli, and then it goes all the way back to those buildings. 
and that's where they would then treat the water. So up until that point, the water is that sort of brackish, that sort of the Coca-Cola color, if you want to, which we always used to call Coca-Cola water or tea, or it has that funny look to it. And if you've ever run a bath with that kind of water, you're kind of going, ew, it doesn't look so nice. But it is pure and it's really good. I would say it is better for you when it is in that state Mm -hmm. than when it is completely clear. Um, because when it's clear, they've taken all the tannins out of the water. They've put chlorine in. They've mm. put all sorts of chemicals mm. in to get it so that it looks clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that that plant does, and it still does it to this day. It oh, okay. clears the water, and it then sends the water into the water system. So those those dams are still functioning to this day. They're still providing water for the city. Um but obviously on a much, much smaller scale than what we, mm. we have, mm. because as we know, we've got enormous dams. Mm. When you think of the length of it, we're talking about it, we're merrily saying it goes from here to here, but when you walk it, you get a sense of it. I always think of the people who build it. Oh, yeah. Now, I always I always bring it back to that. Um, mm. When you look at the pipe itself, the so it's, uh, I think, cast iron. It's, yeah, it's like... It is seriously heavy. Yes. And I've seen a picture up in the museum. There's a museum up at the dams where there are 22 people mm-hmm. pulling a dolly with one section of that pipe. And at that, and that time, would there still have been slaves who did that? You know what? The way they were paid, I think. Yeah, it was virtually not, slave-like. Not far yeah, from. Yeah. It was like slave, yeah. slave labor. It really was um, backbreaking. And I just think of... I mean, it took 10 years to get those dams up and running, all all five of them, and the pipeline took about four years to build. So there's a photo of 20 people carrying that section. I mean, 22. Yeah, I I counted the the, the photograph. You see these guys that are looking up, and it it looks, it's just two sort of wagon wheels, Mm. and and then something for this um, Mm. pipe to actually sit on. And I think there's actually one in the the museum itself. Yeah. It's not a terribly big thing. Yes. But to try and lug it, and when you're walking on that path, uh-huh. I mean, I even said it last week when it was, I just said, can you imagine, firstly, trying to dig trenches in those kind of conditions where mm. it's just rock, it must have been so backbreaking. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then have to carry a pipe that weighs a couple yeah. of hundred yeah. kilograms yeah. along yeah. a track that's not tarred or anything like that. Yeah. It, it's really rough. And then try and place it into, yeah. into the trench. Uh, yeah. No electricity, no yeah. all steam driven stuff yeah. or um just manual yeah. labor. Now, I mentioned the pipe track and how you get a real drop. And of course I have seen many people running across that pipe track. Do you have injuries from people trying to cross and they fall off? No, but it's interesting you're talking about runners. We very rarely ever have any rescues of runners. And we no, no, I mean people who are trying to be book and walk across the pipeline rather than oh, yes. on the track. We, yeah, we haven't, we haven't had any calls that I know of. Okay. But yes, don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some sections where it's really, really high. Yes. And um, people think they're really, really clever and it's Yes, and they get all book and, and, oh, no, we can, cross, we can cross over on the pipe. You slip and fall on that thing. Yeah. You're going to know all about it. Um some of them are a good story and a half high okay. and, and you can seriously injure yourself. So I know people like to go and try and take photographs of them and they're being very clever, but uh, it, it all ends It's not worth the selfie. Tears. Yeah. Now you mentioned the runners. So yeah, you would, the, the runners, um, 
that the pipe track is used by quite a few runners because yes. of its length and yes. because it's nice and flat and it's and it's quick. Um, but we don't really have that many rescues for runners for some bizarre mm. reason. Mm. Another one of the theories is that. They never stay in one space long enough yes. to injure themselves. Yes. <laughs> they just, the, the energy is bouncing from yeah. one spot yeah. to the next. Yeah. And before they can twist an ankle, they've already yeah. moved on to yeah. the next spot. And I remember coming down one evening at four o'clock and the guy was running up. But these guys run up and down and up and down and up and down. And as you say, they're moving. Mm. So even if a rock shifts, they're already on to the next. Exactly. You know, the, the momentum is already. They like Ryan. Um, sands. Yeah. I mean, you see him in the mountain and. These guys motor, and, yes. and you think, yo, what happens if they fall and then they're injured and they're just in a t-shirt because they're running? Um, but they are agile, as you say, yeah. and so it's really heartening to know that you don't get calls out. Yeah, no, it's, an, it's normally mountain bikers yeah. or, or hikers. Um, okay, talking about mountain bikes, do people schlep mountain bikes onto the pipe track? No, there are sections that they, they, you are allowed mountain bikes, but yeah. the, the lower sections of the roads, there are mountain bike tracks that they've now laid oh. out. Can't say I've seen very many mountain bikes. I don't think it's that popular. Yeah, because I mean, part you'd have to schlep the bike for quite a, you know. Yeah, well, look, I mean, they 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 ride on the roads, so yeah. they, they've lots of hill climbing and stuff like yeah. that. I don't think there's a lot of level stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I, the the problem is that mountain bikers and hikers don't really go together very well. Yeah. They um mountain bikers end up getting. Uh, they come down really, really quickly, and they come upon you very, very fast, and and then get very angry because you're standing in the pathway. But okay, just in closing, how long is it going to take if you do the pipe track there and back from, say, Kluivnik? Because I think people also lose. They think, oh, it's a, a short walk. Yeah, like, look, it, yeah. look, it can be short if you if you run it. It can yeah. be very short. Yeah. But if you're going to walk it, you're looking at around about three and a half to four hours. Yeah. So don't start too late in the afternoon. No. Uh, any hike, don't ever start too late. I mean, yeah. uh, these guys I came across the other day where they, it was three o'clock in the afternoon and yeah. they were heading up Castiles. Yeah. And I said, where are you going? And they said, no, we're going to go to the cable car. And I'm like, yeah, I've already told one <laughs> bunch of, please don't. And, and the guy says, yeah, well, cheers. Thanks very much. And he was holding a bear in his hand. Oy. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> and he was in shorts and a t-shirt. No, like really. Yeah, yeah. I said to him, "Look, I, please you know, don't take it the, the wrong way." I yeah, just, but I you're going to be calling see. me later on. Yeah, I said to him, yeah. "I don't want to. I don't want to ever meet you again." Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so. Ryan, uh, um, Ryan Sands, of course, uh, was talking about has opened. You know, those runners and uh, people who run up and down mountains are amazing. And mm. some people think that they're like that, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> yeah. Tim, thank you so much. Lovely to see you again. Yeah, and uh, till next time. Any last uh, winter words for for listeners about hiking? I just yeah, just I'll share my details. I always do for people who want to um, get hold of me or, or interested in anything hiking related. Um, email is tim at captainhiking.co.za. Facebook is Captain Hiking with Tim Lundy. and Instagram is Captain Hiking. So yeah, if people want to get hold of me or if they want to find out more information they're more than welcome to or to even join me on the mountain wonderful thank you cheers